0: Welcome to the Gathered Truths Podcast. My name is Jen Yaqui. Join me each week as we create this sacred container for discovery and healing, a place where you are invited to safely inquire, contemplate, and explore the paths of wellness, awareness, and truth. Together we will listen, breathe, learn, and grow so that we can show up for ourselves, our families, and our communities. Welcome to Gathered Truths. Hello friends, and welcome back to the podcast. This is episode number seven. So how are you today? How's it going? How are you feeling? Have you checked in with yourself today, recently? It's always good to do so to find the ground. That's probably the first and foremost thing is to be aware. That is super important in intentional living rather than living by default. So today's episode is on feelings, all of them, (laughs) having them, allowing them, um, being aware of them, naming them, all the things. So I thought I would read something to you by one of my favorite authors, Mark Nepo, And this particular reading is called The Necessary Privilege. Not to feel is to stop the heart from breathing. So often we war against sadness as if it were an unwanted germ, and pine after happiness as if it were some promised Eden, whose gate is keyed to the one secret flaw we need to rectify in order to be worthy. Even our constitution attempts to rescue us from the hard, full journey of individuation, ensuring what no government can ensure, the soul's contentment, suggesting that happiness is our inalienable right, while implying that to experience sadness leaves us somehow deprived. Yet it is no mistake that to suffer means to feel keenly, For to feel deeply and precisely with full awareness is what opens us up to both joy and sorrow. It is the capacity to feel keenly that reveals the meaning in our experiences. If you are thirsty, you can't dip your face into the stream and say, I'll only drink the hydrogen and not the oxygen. If you remove one from the other, the water cannot remain water. The life of feeling is no different. We cannot drink only of happiness or of sorrow and have life remain life. The truth is that as the lungs make use of the air we breathe, the heart makes use of the things we experience. Thus, to be alive is to feel. That is our right. To feel keenly is our necessary privilege. I love that. I love all parts of that. What do you think? How do you feel about emotions and feelings? Sometimes we're not even sure of what those are. Like if we were really to stop and think, how am I feeling? What is this? What is this sensation I'm having, right? We have them all throughout the day. I'm sure there's science behind um, how much emotion we're feeling on a daily basis, how many emotions we are feeling on a regular basis. But here's the thing. I think that some of us, most of us, all of us at one time or another, we're just pushing through just getting by, just on to the next, do what's expected, do what's needed. So whether that's in your home, because you have children or a partner that is in need, or if that's at work with all the tasks that need to be completed. um, Even a volunteer position you still have responsibilities. And, you know, maybe your volunteer position is something that you go to once a month. And then you've got to cram all those items into once a month. So one of the things, one of the things that I notice when I'm not paying attention to how I'm feeling is that I start feeling very anxious and overwhelmed. Maybe that is something that you feel too, that you are aware of, that you feel unsettled, uncentered. And if you're not aware, maybe you can pay attention today. So maybe that explosive anger, the irritation, the frustration, Maybe those things are your lighthouses to, wow, I'm I'm getting a little depleted. Um, I need to take a step back. There's something going on here. I, I'm not really sure what it is, but there's something happening because this doesn't feel right. Most of the time, when we're out of sorts, it doesn't feel good. Nobody likes to feel like that. Nobody likes to feel agitated, irritated, overwhelmed, disconnected. I don't know anybody that likes to feel that way. Sometimes we get addicted to that for sure. I know that when I initially got sober, I I had this epiphany like, wow, my life is boring. This This is boring. And then the next aha was, oh my gosh, it's not boring. It's just not full of drama. So, there's that. I mean, people get addicted to that cycle. It's, it is, they, they like the hypervigilance. They've been um, programmed to um, function that way. And they, you know what, to be honest, it may not be that they like it, but something has happened in their life where they have become hypervigilant. They have been um, on edge. They feel like that gives them the, the best place to work from. Um, that's where their creative um, point is. And I, I would challenge that. Um, I would challenge that only because I've had the experience of being on both sides and feeling like I always had to be going. Otherwise, I was going to be falling behind or... That that's the best way that I functioned was just to be a type A perfectionist, go, 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 um, and keep adding, keep saying yes. And the awareness that I have now is that sometimes I was numbing something. Sometimes I made myself so busy so I could not feel something. And then sometimes I made myself so busy so I could feel something. So neither of which is particularly healthy. Um, But maybe you have that awareness too. Maybe you have that awareness that all the exhaustion that you're feeling, all of the disconnection, all of the overwhelm is your doing. Maybe that's the case. How does that sound? How does that feel? That can kind of be uncomfortable, right? When we have the awareness that the gong show that's happening in our life that we're responsible for it, that we're a contributor to it, we're always responsible for it, we may not have, we may have not have contributed to it initially, but we're responsible to get out if we want out. But what happens if you are a contributor to the full gong show, the circus? It's not such a fun awareness. After some time, it can kind of feel liberating. But initially, you're like, wow, it's so much easier to blame somebody else. (laughs) So emotions are, and I've said this many times, so I apologize sort of, if I'm repeating myself, but emotions are lighthouses. They are signals, indicators that we should probably pay attention. And if you are like me, when you start having intense emotions, you may want to just push through. I'm just going to push through this. I'm going to deal with this later. And that's okay, right? As long as it's dealt with later. Um sometimes you can't deal with it right in the moment, but just being aware that you're out of sorts. So Lucas is starting a new school on Wednesday and he is having a hard time because everything's new. New school, new friends, new classroom, new expectations. Um and I'm so grateful that he has an awareness of this sometimes. So earlier, three or four days ago, the way that this was coming out was acting out, talking back a lot, a lot more than he normally does. Um, pushing back, resistance, uh, emotional outbursts uncontrollable um, emotions, so not being able to regulate, um, pacing, and trying to find something that he can control. So things like, I'm not eating, I'm not having that, I'm not going to bed at that time, right? And so now, last night was, after two or three days of this, last night was... Um, he went to bed, and we have a consistent bedtime, and we meditate with him. Um, mostly, Jay uh, meditates with him in the evening, and do a little reading. And last night, that all happened, and then probably fifteen minutes later, he came into my room, into our bedroom, and we were. I was thinking, what what what's going on? Because Jay was in the other room, and I and I said, what's 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 up? What's going on? And he kind of looked at me and said, I am really nervous about going back to school. And I said, I get that. I get that. What are you most nervous about? So we got to have a little bit of a conversation because one, we gave him permission to have the emotions, to have the feelings right? He gave himself permission to have the emotions, to have the feelings. And the greatest thing is that this kid at eight years old is aware of them. Now, is he aware of them immediately? No, it goes sideways for a while. And that might be the way it is for you, that it takes you three or four or five days to figure out, oh, wow, I'm not really mad at my husband, my boss, my partner, whatever it is. I'm sad, I am full of grief, I'm scared, I'm anxious, right? So then we have things that we do to make ourselves feel better, to make Lucas feel better. We have tools. One of those is to talk about it and for me to listen and not not try to fix anything. So just to to listen and to validate. Um, another which you can do for yourself, listen and validate, don't try to find evidence to the contrary, just allow yourself to feel whatever is happening. And the other thing is that we use essential oils. And um, there is a great call, I mean, I'm, sure, I'm sure that many companies have this, but we happen to use doTERRA. And doTERRA has a kid's line and one of it's called calmer. And I rub it on his spine. Sometimes I rub it on his feet, but he's ticklish, and then that rouses him up. And so last night I decided not to do that. And then we just had a chat. I just laid there, and then we got silly and talked about poop, which is usually where our conversations digress to, and had a good giggle, and then off we went. And so there's a process. So one of the things that I tell him is I, I stand with him and I say, Listen, instead of holding on to all of these emotions, and I hold on to him, onto his shoulders, instead of holding on to them super tightly, and then I take my hands and I put them at the top of his head, and then I run them all the way down the sides of his body, and I say, just let it wash through you. And then I do it again. Instead of holding on so tightly, just let it wash through you. Instead of holding on so tightly just let it wash through you so perhaps one or both or all of those tools would work for you i'm really i'm grateful that i have these tools i don't use them all the time i forget i forget And I'm grateful that we use these tools in our house because then it reminds me of how I'm feeling. How do I feel about him going back to school, to a new school? I mean, I have a lot of uh, feelings and old stories and tapes that run in my head of of how it was for me. Excuse me. And I don't want that experience for him. Because it was unpleasant for me, but I know that his experience is going to be his experience, and he has a lot more tools than I ever had, and he has parents that um, will help him. You know, and the good thing is that he tells us that was one thing that I never did. I did not, when things were going sideways in my life, I didn't share that with my family, so they couldn't help me. They could just see me in distress, but. When I was asked, I blew it off. Like, I've got this. I'm superwoman or supergirl, and I don't need help. And here's one thing that I know for sure. Here's my gathered truth. I need help. I need help a lot. And it is not easy to ask for that help, but when I do... I feel so much better. I feel like I'm not alone. I feel connected. And more centered, more grounded, able to take on another thing. So when we are aware of our emotions, we can respond better. We can respond better in our offices. We can respond better in our relationships. Romantic or otherwise with our relationships, with our kids, with our friends. So maybe this week, you just start paying attention to you a little bit. Like when things start getting frantic, notice how that feels. Notice if you feel like you are, you know, a 5'10 boulder going straight downhill with no room to stop. No place to stop. Notice if you're breathing. Notice if you're clenching your jaw. Notice if you're bracing in your gut. Notice what your body's doing. Are you getting headaches? Have you forgotten to eat? So self awareness is the first step in all kinds of healing, all kinds of positive things. And I fully believe that we are capable and have the tools, if we are quiet, where we allow the wisdom that we already have in us um, to find the answers. But my experience is that when you're going a thousand miles an hour with your hair on fire, it's hard to, hard to do that. So why don't we finish up today with just a brief meditation. And remember, you can do this at any time. I mean, if you're in the office, you can just head to the restroom and just Sit in the restroom for two or three minutes. Nobody's going to miss you for two or three minutes. You can even just become aware of your breath. Like, am I breathing? Holy smokes, I've been holding on to my breath for 20 minutes. Do I need a glass of water? So meditation can happen when you are folding the laundry. All that means is that you're paying attention to what you're doing. Here I am holding on to the sheet. Here I am folding the sheet. Here I am placing the sheet in the cabinet. Right? So it's just mindfulness and present time awareness. And you can make almost anything meditative. So if you are sitting, just sit a little bit upright so that your spine is upright And it doesn't have to be rigid. Again, you're just trying to make your brain and body aware that you are going to do something. And if you're walking, that's fine too. Walking is an awesome meditation. If you're driving, I would pull over. (laughs) But just becoming aware of your breath. Where is it today? Where is it originating from? Is it in your nose? Is that where you notice it? The throat? The chest? The rib cage? The lower belly. Maybe you notice your breath because you just notice the sound of it. Maybe you notice it because you weren't breathing. And if you'd like, you can close your eyes or have your eyes at a soft gaze. And try to relax your body. So notice if you are holding tension any place, And that might be something that you have to do throughout your meditation is just check in. See if you can relax a little bit more. Softening the face and the jaw and the shoulders away from the neck. And even softening the belly. And as you are here, there, walking or sitting, just saying to yourself, The following. It's okay to not have all of the answers. Notice how that feels when you say that in your body and in your mind. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to have tough days. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to have all of the emotions. It's okay to ask for help. And as we repeat these again, just notice the body and the mind Notice how it feels about the words that you are saying. Do you feel resistance or acceptance or something in between? It's okay not to have all the answers. It's okay to cry. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to feel all of the emotions. It's okay to make mistakes. And it's okay to have tough days. So taking a deep breath, full breath in through the nose. And just pause, holding it here for a moment. And then if it's possible, exhaling through the mouth, and if not, through the nose. And take one more of those breaths, a big breath in through the nose and pause and then exhale slowly through the mouth. just remember that all of your emotions are allowed. And that in order to feel the ones that you quote unquote want, we also have to feel the ones that we don't particularly care for. Because that is life that is the full experience of life. And as Mark Nepo said, you can't drink from the river, that cool water, if you're only going to drink part of it, the hydrogen or the oxygen. Both of those things have to exist in order for there to be cool water. I look forward to seeing you again next week. I hope you join me. And until then, may you be at peace, may you be at ease, and may you be free.